Welcome to The Open Door. This is a podcast of the Nazarene Collective as we go on a 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. In all 21 episodes, we hope to encourage you along the way with thoughts, reflections, stories, and intentional prayers the tribe will be praying together. So whether this is the first thing you do in the morning, just part of your commute to work, a few moments on your lunch break, or how you choose to end your day, we invite you to slow down, reflect, pray, and be present with open hearts that anticipate discovering God's open doors. Welcome to day nine of the 21-day podcast for the Open Door Mission. It is so good to be with you today. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about what do we do when God opens a door for you to talk about Jesus with someone who doesn't know Jesus yet. Uh, today, uh, join us on the podcast is Adam Keller, Sean Evans, and Aaron Theophilus. Guys, how are we doing? Doing really good. Outstanding. Doing really good. If you haven't met Aaron, Aaron is our online pastor. He also served as a missionary on the mission field in the Azores and uh, has just been a just beautiful part and connection with VNC for, for quite a long time. And uh, Aaron has the opportunity to give us, uh, well, let's just say multiple perspectives on our topic for today, but we'll dive into that here in a second. Before we dive in, though, let's just talk for a moment and just want to remind you that we want to hear your stories. We are on this 21-day journey of prayer and fasting together, but we want to hear what God is doing outside of this studio and the conversations we're having here. How has God been opening doors for you personally, in the community, or just in the way God has worked through the church? How has he opened doors for you corporately? Send us an email at opendoor at valponaz.org. Well, today, as we go further into conversation on this idea of proclaiming, uh, the scripture we're using out of Colossians, it simply says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. Proclaims the word we're focused on today from that personal perspective. And you, if you've been around the church uh, a while, you've probably heard the term evangelism or just the thought of telling someone about Jesus and, and the broad understanding of what, even what that word means. But for some people, I think the thought of walking through an open door to tell someone else about Jesus is very unsettling because they just are not sure what to do once they cross the threshold of that door. So today, we're going to have a conversation that addresses what to say or what to do, what not to say or do, and how in the world do you handle it when someone says they are not interested. So guys, let's just spend a few moments talking about this. Uh, When it comes to the idea of engaging with others and sharing your faith with them or inviting them to follow Jesus, what have you discovered to be some of the most effective ways to do that? Uh, for me, the, the ways that I have often been able to do that is by first living in a relationship with those people, of becoming their friend and becoming someone that they, that they, that they have trust in and respect, uh, I hope, uh, but just trying to live out evangelism first by, you know, uh, there's a, you have a, a little sign in your office, Keith, that's a quote by St. Francis of Assisi. And it says, uh, preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. And so I try and have that. I ask God to help me to do that, to first just live out the gospel. And then when that door opens to walk through it faithfully and then boldly of, you know, if they ask a question or, or if there's an opportunity just to say, you know, can we potentially talk about this? You know, can we have those things? But for me, it's, 
it's it's the what comes before that I think about a decent amount of time. Well, I for me, it's just always been sharing this, sharing my story. Um, I think it's you know when when we're trying to share um, this message of hope, um, it's hard to talk about stuff we don't know. So when we use it as our own experience, our own story, uh, then I think it becomes much easier to share. You know, you're you're just saying, hey, this is how Jesus changed me. And when you share that, then people, you know, are receptive and, and they're much more inclined. I, I, I think one of the fears is you got to have all the answers. Mm. And uh, as long as we uh, just kind of keep keep saying, let's figure it out together, or here's how, you know, Jesus changed me and, and let's, let's walk through this together. Then I still believe people are fairly receptive to that. There, there may be one or two that are not, but for the most part, they're receptive. Uh, I think, um, you know, personal evangelism is one of the best ways to engage and participate in a person's life. Um, something that we not just do on a Sunday morning, an opportunity that's not available just on a Sunday morning, but seven days of the week, just going about our busy day, you know, and finding those opportunities. Um, adding on to what Adam had said, you know, um, the before, you know, finding the time to get to know that person and then, you know, um, willing to talk and engage with that person. A lot of times what I've experienced with, you know, whether um, doing personal evangelism, say in India or in the Azores, um, a lot of times we have had the opportunity that presents itself with a stranger. Uh, Most of the times, you know, in my travels, say on a train or in a bus, that's where, you know, we um, we start off a conversation. That's where I am always looking for that open door. If I don't want the open door, I will not see it. So if I were just a traveler and don't want to talk to anybody, then I won't see that open door. But being aware um, of our surroundings, I thought for me was the most effective way uh, in having those conversations with people as we travel with them and as we live our life daily. That's good, man. That's good. I, I know for myself, I, I'm i sort of a little bit of a blend. There, there are times where I, I do think it's mainly I build a relationship and just let that naturally happen. And there are times because of, because of our profession and being a pastor, I don't want them to know that right away because mm-hmm. sometimes that, well, they, this shuts me out real quick from their life because the they're no longer open. Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever perceived concept they have of me, it's amazing to me how many people I can get to know. And then eventually they're going to ask me, you know, what do you do? But hopefully I've earned enough uh, respect and, and uh, just in the relationship itself that they're willing to say, okay, I'm going to give that, I'm going to give not only that guy a chance, but maybe his Jesus a chance too. But I've also had those moments and I, and I really, for me, they've been more clearly a nudge, maybe more an intense nudge from the Holy Spirit. Like this is, you, you need to say something, you need to speak in this moment. And sort of like you're talking about Aaron on the train, you know, it's, in, it's for me, those moments have been in more times like that where it's a stranger and I just happened to our, our lives intersected, the stories crossed and I feel that clear leading of you're supposed to say something. And sometimes I, sometimes I do. And then I, unfortunately, there have been times where I think I let my fear overpower me 
and instead of going through that open door, I've I've let fear uh, take control. But I, I don't know. It's it's been a very effective way for me relationally to build a relationship and then find a way to engage in that conversation. And, and I, I agree with Sean. I mean, my own story, my own faith allows me to better explain some of the truth that I'm trying to share because I'm putting something tangible to the truth. Uh, it's taking some of the things that we find in scripture and I'm, I'm able to say, here's what I've seen, how God has worked in my own life. Yeah, and that's really powerful because, you know, with, with what you shed, said, Sean, of, you know, you, we feel like we have to have all the answers, but but how could we possibly have all the answers? You know, it, it's just, we, we don't have all the answers. And someone can argue with you about whether or not this Jesus guy is who you say he is, but they can't argue with your story. And that yeah. that's a powerful thing. Yes. I think one of the things I think uh, are the effectiveness, uh, you know, lies in our ability to listen to the other person, not offer solutions, you know, observe and then find a common ground, like, you know, our common stories, and then share the gospel. And the Bible talks about, you know, sharing it boldly. You know, it boldly doesn't mean strictly or without care, boldly in love, you know, and that's what, that's where the effectiveness lies, not how much you're able to share um, gospel in love. And I think, Aaron, within your own story, and I would argue you have spiritual gift of, uh, the spiritual gift of evangelism. I, I think you possess that in ways that, that more than, we're all called to it. I think you have mm-hmm. a gifting in that. Um, would you mind sharing with uh, everybody on the podcast, just obviously not in detail, but you, you're both uh, an online pastor, but you also work in the marketplace. And, and, and doing that, you encounter people who just come your way. I feel like God brings people to you for a divine encounter because you are willing to, it's in your spiritual gifting to step into that kind of conversation. Would you, I know you and I talked earlier, but fill everyone in on the opportunities you've had when people just come in. Okay. So, a lot of times, you know, um, when I come to work, I have about a half hour drive. And that half hour, uh, sometimes I'm listening to something. Sometimes I'm not listening to something. But when I'm not listening to anything, I'm trying to listen to what my mind is saying or God is saying. Sometimes I do question myself. What am I doing? How much am I doing? Am I doing enough? Um, how is my family doing? What is God telling me today? Why am I doing this? Some Those questions keep coming. And Every time I've questioned that, those are the times that I have uh, seen that God at work. Like yesterday, I had this question in my mind, um, what am I doing? You know, why am I going to work? Why am I sitting there all those hours? And then comes three o'clock, there's a guy who walks into my office uh, at my work, and I have never seen this person. Um, he has a family with five daughters, and one of the daughters uh, is going through a hard time, a uh, health condition. She's going through radiation and stuff. And then he just starts telling the story. Uh, I know he is here to do business, but he is there. Uh, he started telling the story and he starts crying. And then he shares more into it and how he felt he was away from God. And actually, this guy, he, he was swearing like, I don't know. I've never heard that much swear, but he's crying. He's sharing his life. The swearing didn't bother me. I was there to listen to him. I did not offer solutions. I just heard his story and shared from my life. I shared Jesus with him. 
And um, and he's like, at the end of, and, and that he came at three, and I did not do any business after three. I left for home at 5.30. So he was here in my office for over two and a half hours, just talking and sharing from his heart. Wow. At the end of the day, when he was walking out, he had a smile on his face. And he said, today, I found another friend. So for me, that was everything. Today, he left me a voicemail. And he, he said, he talked about friendship with me. So, and that right there, when I was going back home, and I told, I was, I called, found my wife, and let her know that right there, when I was questioning God this morning, he said, this is why you're here. You know, it's not always behind the pulpit. It's where you are, where you will get those opportunities um, to share. And for me, that was really awesome. And this month and last month, I had another lady come in uh, crying about her son. There was a kid who walked in, said nobody wanted to talk to him. He felt like committing suicide. I spoke to him for over two hours. So those kind of situations, I'm here only to sell, you know, insurance. But people are walking in with their problems. And so I have I had this great opportunity of sharing with people, the love of Jesus while I'm sitting behind the desk. So those are some of the things that have been happening. If my heart is not open, if my heart is not praying for these opportunities, they, these things will not happen. Aaron, I love the fact that you're saying that a great form of witnessing or sharing, proclaiming the gospel is actually not talking, but listening. Listening. Yeah. I, I mean, how many of our um, you, you know, we, we all need to be encouraged and we're encouraged when we feel like somebody cares and they're listening. It's not all a attaboy or pats on the back. It's also hearing people and actually listening to the words they're using and, and being engaged in the conversation without looking at our phone or, 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 uh, you know, not lifting our head from the computer screen. So I, I think what you're saying is, is spot on and, and being present in people's conversation and life, there is unbelievable value to that. Absolutely. And I think when we tell people that Jesus will listen, that means we've got to show them we can listen first. Oh, so, I, I agree, man. Awesome. I, I think, yeah. um, well, Aaron, I think your stories today are just beautiful examples of what it looks like when we walk through an open door. And so appreciate you just living life and following Jesus in the way that you do that. I didn't want to ask the guys real quick, just two quick questions. Um, and let's try to give people specific, but quick answers. What, what is something you've learned as a way not to share your faith? The one that I have learned uh, time and time again is not to tell people that just that they're wrong and they're the worst, that you're wrong. You're living in sin. You're the most, you're the scum of the earth, worst person ever. They may be living in sin, but that is not our job to look at them and say, you are the worst ever. I think a much, a much better thing to do is remember when we look at them, that they are someone who was created to be in loving relationship with Jesus. And they're not the enemy. They are someone who was created to be a child of God. They just don't know that yet. It's good. You know, I, I just think if you, um, no matter how wrong somebody is, to kind of piggyback on what Adam is saying, which I hate to admit, but just piggybacking on the back of what Adam's saying is 
no matter how wrong somebody may be, if you back them into a corner, they will always come out swinging. Mm. So, you know, you may have the right motive and just the wrong methods. Mm-hmm. A couple of things that I don't do usually is I don't quote specific scriptures. Instead, I would always say the Bible says. Um, another thing that I do not do is I the, our first meeting or my second meeting is not a come to my church opportunity. It is an opportunity, but not yet. So but a lot of times that invitation in the first instances is like, oh, he just wants me to come to his church, you know? And so I do not do that in my first few meetings either. But to be clear, Aaron, we do want them to come to our church, right? Absolutely. Okay, good. I just, <laughs> just wanted to clarify. Definitely. I will drag them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I tell you what, this has been a great conversation today, and I hope for some of you it's given you some courage and it's been encouraging to take those opportunities to tell people about Jesus. I mean, it's, it isn't just a matter of bringing someone to church and having whoever's speaking be that person. I believe more people are going to follow Jesus when we individually, personally, walk through the open doors that God gives us to, man, to just invite someone well, it's not even invite to, I want to say lead them to Jesus and then be willing to walk with them as they figure out their faith. Well, today I want us to be praying personally, just, all right, God, is there someone that I need to share my faith with? Is there somebody that I need to be talking to about Jesus? Would you open my eyes, open my heart, open the doors for me to have the opportunity to do so? And don't forget to share your stories with us of what God is doing in your life at at the email of opendoor at valponaz.org. We can't wait to be with you again tomorrow at the Open Door Podcast.